Hi everyone and welcome to episode 16 of Running Partners with me Paul and me Alison. So we've got another episode about equipment today. So last week's episode we covered um, shoes. This week's episode we're going to cover everything else that's not shoes. We're recording this one about a week and a half ahead of it being released because um, I'm off to Kenya, as we spoke about in the last episode. But we have got a few shout-outs from some of the... and a few interactions with listeners we want to go through first that we've had from some recent episodes. So do you want to go first, Alison? Yeah, um, I had a nice chat with Andy at Track the other day, and he um, introduced himself and said that he'd been listening to the podcast. So just wanted to say... Thanks to Andy for listening and it's nice to hear some good feedback. He said that he'd got to the Marathon Park 2 episode, so got a few to go uh, to to run out of them and he's using them for when he's doing his long runs. And so stuff. in about three months' time you might hear this shout out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hi Andy. <laughs> um, and also Andy K on Strava was uh, commented on my track session to ask me if I'd made the paces this week, the the same paces that I'd made oh, six, six weeks, weeks previously, ago. and I hadn't. Oh. So, yeah, okay. sorry about that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay, yeah. great stuff. So, have you got some... Yeah, so I've had a few interactions with listeners, so a um, bit of feedback on the episode we did about hills. So, Rachel said that she was going to try the hill sprints. She'd not tried them before. Now, like, we understood more about why they might benefit, particularly the bit about um, being able to do them as part of easy runs. And then a similar interaction with Lucy on Instagram, who was asking about, would you substitute hill sessions for intervals or do them in addition? And it kind of reflected some of what we said in the episode, which is, I think, that if it's a really hard hill session and you're doing longer hill reps like uh, you described, Alison, that's probably instead of an interval session. Whereas if it's uh, some of the hill sprints, you can do them perhaps in addition. So hopefully Lucy's going to try a bit of that out. And then also had a catch up with Kevin this week, who um, I've been given a bit of coaching to. And he said he tried the 15 times two minute interval session and he'd enjoyed that. And he'd he'd heard me talking about it. And that's one that um, I've been given by Stazza. So... And the final one was uh, Darren, who shared the sub-345 Manchester Marathon training plan. And I think we talked a little bit about this a couple of episodes ago. Um, I'd not actually seen it, but it looks really good, really detailed. And I think so Darren's going to try and do that, I think. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on uh, over the next few months and obviously then see how he does in, in the race. So, yeah. OK, so before we get into the main topic for today, so we'll just talk a bit about our running of the week Um so this is a little bit of ahead of time. So this is what you will be doing in your third week of your training plan. So do you want to talk us through it, Alison? Yeah, sure. So in week three, I should be doing some easy runs. So there'll be a five mile easy run, an eight mile easy run. Well, this training plan actually says steady, but which is a bit quicker than easy pace. But what I've found in the past is that if I don't run the non-intervals or long-run bits. If I, I run any faster in the other sessions, I get too tired. So I'm not so going to do, do you... steady. I'm going to do easy instead. If you do do steady then, for you, what pace would steady be? Well, according to this plan, it'd be probably be about 8.20 okay. pace. So it's somewhere kind of in between easy pace and marathon pace. Okay. 
But what I've found in the past is I've tried to do that in the past, but it's it just makes me too tired for the faster sessions. So, so you don't get as much from those faster sessions as you normally would? So yeah. you're going to ease off a bit and convert that to an easy run? Yeah, so it would be eight miles easy instead of eight miles steady. And then there's going to be, yeah, another five five mile easy. So that will be, so two five mile easies, one eight mile easy. And I'll do strides with the eight mile easy. This Good. is all getting a bit complicated now, isn't it? Yeah. And then the interval session, which this week it's telling me to do four by one mile and at 10k pace. And then there's a 15 mile run, which I'm going to do with some fast miles in. So maybe three or four fast miles in the within the, the long run. Okay. And so without asking you to work all this out now off, off that plan broadly in your how do you try and make up the the balance of your mileage through the week in terms of miles that are at a pace around your marathon pace or quicker versus miles that you might run at easy pace you know people talk about 80 20 do you aim for that or do you aim a bit more than that I think that I need to do a little bit more than 20 percent but not loads more because you know might get too tired so I think the for week three it's good so there's obviously the four mile in the intervals and then if I do say five miles in the long run that are faster that works out at about nine miles obviously okay and the total mileage is up to about 50 miles, but probably more like 45. So that would 40, be 20, so that would that be, would 20%, be 20%. Yeah. So, but I guess the balance might shift as particularly as you do more of the long run at marathon mm-hmm. pace. And also, I'm assuming, that, and we'll talk through this through the next few episodes, your the volume of your intervals, the intervals will get a bit longer or, or yeah. increase in number. So you'll do more miles. So you'll yeah. see that shift from 20% probably up towards yeah. 30%. So it'll be quite interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I hope you, yeah. hope you have a good week or you've had a good week running <laughs> uh, when this episode goes out. Yeah. So what about you then? Yeah, so I'll, when people are picking this episode up, um, unless the weeks and weeks behind, I'll be in Kenya, so I'll probably be doing. I've got a bit more of a sense what we'll be doing now, so I think it'll be a, a run most mornings before it gets too hot. So the temperatures, weather's nice over there, so mid twenties. So get up early, do a run, then and then into doing the running course, and then probably out again in the afternoon doing some practical stuff. You know, looking at how do you do track sessions, hill reps, that sort of thing in practice. So, uh, yeah, I would imagine uh, plenty of opportunity to run mixed up with a bit of classroom time. But while I'm there, I'll, uh, I'm going to do a bit of a kind of diary, I think, and um, hopefully convert that into a podcast or two when I come back so I'll be able to share everything that I've been doing. Cool. We'll keep an eye on Strava then as well. Yeah, all been well. Doing? Hopefully I'll have wife think the hotel, the resort, but I don't think it's quite as it sounds. I think it's reasonably basic, but I think it does have Wi-Fi. So yeah, hopefully I'll be able to upload a few runs and I'll I'll put a few pictures on the runs and maybe on Instagram as well. So if anyone wants to have a look, they'll be able to see what's happening over there. Cool. Okay, so shall we talk about equipment part two then? Equipment part two, yes. Yeah, so we talked about shoes last week, which I think probably arguably the most important bit of kit for running although you do need all the other stuff else yeah i mean there is there are people who just run in shoes but it does look a bit you know i think you <laughs> might be a, there's a famous guy i think 
<laughs> ran, ran around the world and you know nothing but a pair of shoes but yeah but i think he got got arrested kept getting arrested yeah that's yeah, problematic yeah. Uh, in london marathon in you know in, in yeah so anyway so it extends let, your marathon time a bit wouldn't it shoes but. and a, a minimum amount of clothes yeah. yeah okay so we'll start with underwear and you know on that note so like there's quite a few different companies nowadays that make running pants don't they? Yes. Yeah, run to wear. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any others right now, but that it is a thing. I once had a pair of pants from run to wear and I didn't rate them to be honest, but um what do you think? Have you had any problems with underwear or do you have a specific thing that you like to wear? So so no, to reduce I, the chafe. Yeah, isn't it? so That's so exactly. I was just about to say that. So no, I don't have anything specific. So what my kind of solution is like Vaseline, basically, around mm. the um, um, <laughs> around the waistband of right, the oh, underwear okay, okay. or the shorts. Sometimes the shorts will overlap your underwear and stuff, so you've yeah. got to be careful because it can re- for me it really rubs. So I've found that's a solution. I've not ever invested in any any running specific underwear mm-hmm. um i've just kind of <laughs> managed with you know the same old pairs of pants that have been in my drawer for about 15 years mm-hmm. until they sort of threadbare and then you know christmas comes around and I ask for some new ones so um but yeah so i i haven't tried those i have for socks so if we're just if we're talking about do socks count as underwear I don't know. Yeah, no, I so. no. Well, so yeah, I maybe mean, we're not going there. Do you want to talk about running underwear? And... Well, yeah. I mean, I like I say I've had one pair from Runderwear, and I didn't. You know, not that there was anything wrong with them, but I didn't think for me there were no they different. Were they? Made any difference? Um, I think that it becomes a problem long runs, doesn't it, when you're sweaty and stuff, chafing and things like that. But you kind of get to know which pairs of underwear work for you and like you say if you've used Vaseline for women I've have got some period pants that are really helpful so if anyone is kind of in the market at looking at them I think they're pretty good for running because it, they're not specifically for running or they are specific- some of them are yeah right. some, some of them are for sports and things um and I don't think the ones I've got are actually but um I think I found them really good, so um, and they prevent any sort of well chafing from ch- using right. kind of other oh right you know sanitary products yeah right okay. yeah that in my experience anyway so they're pretty good yeah so that's kind of pants done so you can set, tell us about your socks if you like and we'll work yeah way up. yeah okay uh, yeah okay so socks yeah so so I've tried loads of different pairs of socks kind of at most of them are fine you know I, I've any pair of running socks generally works for me I'm not someone who suffers with like blisters at all don't seem to I seem to be quite like as long as I can get shoes that are wide enough fitting they're comfortable for me so I've I've tried various pairs of running socks from kind of decathlon seem to have a lot and different kind of levels of thickness depending on what you like I tend to try and get something quite thin I quite like I don't like getting my feet quite hot so like something quite thin like I say it doesn't I don't have a problem with rubbing of my feet and the soles of my shoes so that that sort of works for me generally um kind of ankle length socks I've got a few you bought me a few longer ones that are designed specifically to avoid blisters I can't remember the brand underwear they're underwear mm-hmm. underwear socks and I think they're they're kind of two layered aren't they yeah. so your sock kind of goes into the liner on the inside and then there's another layer of the sock around the outside and again it's all yeah. designed to stop 
preventing like chafing and blisters on your feet. And uh, I must admit they're pretty comfortable, but for someone who kind of doesn't have a problem, it's hard. They don't particularly yeah. have a, a a big benefit to me. So yeah, so I'm I, I'm, I'm not super experienced in socks, but I know you've tried a few different pairs, haven't you? Yeah, I think I've mentioned before I've used some called Thousand Mile socks, and they've got little cushiony bits on the bits that can get sore and blistered um like the main pressure points when you're running you know uh, across the ballsy feet and areas like that yeah and on the like the inside of you your toes you know the kind of bit where like you can get a bunion and stuff yeah they've got little cushions along there and yeah i think they've been quite good like you have not really had lots of problems with blisters and things but what i did find that Actually, when I got some Nike shoes, super shoes, that if you don't wear long socks that come above the top of your shoe, they can cut the back of your feet because there's not a lot of padding on those and they come up quite high. It's quite stiff. Yeah, it's quite stiff and it can can rub rub on your ankle. I always try and pick socks that are like up to your ankles, not those like little, really short ones. Yeah, and the other thing I was going to mention on socks, I think I talked a bit about this might have been in the kind of Christmas gift one, was that I've had waterproof socks. So mm-hmm. Seal Skins is a brand that sell, is, sells waterproof uh, clobber for running, and they do a pair of socks. And they are actually quite they're quite effective. They do work, but it, but they two a couple of limitations. They're quite thick, so, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't always got a lot of room inside your shoe you know get shoes that fit fit without trying them on uh, with the sock and I guess the other one is your foot gets quite hot so it can get Mm. quite sweaty inside and then um, if water does get inside it so it comes over the top of your shoe and over the sock then it almost retains the water and it's sort of like sort of like running with like a little sort of mini bag sack of water in Mm. your in your shoe for ages but if you so those are the downsides I would say the positives are if you're just going through, running through puddles like trails and stuff where water's just splashing on your, your side of your foot, they do work. Your, your feet don't get wet and stay dry. Again, that can getting wet feet can be a problem for some people because then skin starts to wrinkle, mm. rub, blisters come. Particularly if you're doing longer races, trail races, where you're on your feet for lots of time, you know, a blister can become debilitating. I've seen people like dropping out of races because yeah. of a blister and it must be completely infuriating mm-hmm. that you've kind of trained to do your 50 mile race or whatever and you're fit, you're feeling good. No problem with doing your, you know, 12, 15 hours on your feet. But the thing that stops you is getting a blister because it becomes agony and you can't run. So, so there's something I think worth trying if that's, uh, if getting... that's just more for trail or yeah, probably. Running, yeah. It's because not really for marathon. Not, not really. Road, no, I don't it? think or... so. And the, and the reality races. is, most road races, you know, you're not running through massive puddles, are you? No. You know, unless the weather's been really, really terrible the sort mm. of night before the race. You know, most of them are running times of the year where the the weather's kind of okay, isn't mm. it? So, so yeah, it's probably more for off-road stuff. Yeah, and I think some people, if they they are prone to getting blisters on their feet, if you rub your feet in Vaseline, it can help, can't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. with any socks, not not talking about waterproof socks but that can help i remember on the hard moors race you know people at, at sort of the halfway point or maybe a bit further on you know 60 miles into the race in the night people's you know crew members gently taking shoes off people and inspecting people's feet Ooh. and all that i know and Manky. it's like i've 
one thing I've never done in any of the long races I've done, just never took my shoes off because I start thinking like once you do that, you know, I appreciate if you're in a lot of pain, it might be something you've got to do. But if you can just keep them on and keep going, that's like take them off at the end when it's done. Yeah. It's sort of the the taking them off and then the prospect of putting them back on must be kind of grim. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the next thing underwear related is running bras, which um, I've had quite a few conversations with people about running bras and it can be quite tricky to get one that doesn't chafe and can really, you know, be quite nasty, really. And I've had kind of scars and things for ages from running bras, especially when you're running a long time in them. But I have identified one recently and I think they are getting a bit better. So another another mention for underwear, they do um, quite good bras um, that are nice and soft and they... they all the straps and things uh, don't rub as much. But I've got some at the moment that are Adidas ones and they're vest ones and they've got pockets in as well. So they're quite soft. There's no like, no bits that, or sewn bits on the inside that can chafe. And they've got pockets for gels and things in them. And so that's quite handy. But yeah, it's it's been a bit of a debate over the years, different types of running bras. But I think... you. Basically, you just need the Vaseline as well in combo yeah. with that. So, yeah, so the underwear ones and then these new Adidas ones are pretty good, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, something not something mm. I've got any experience of, but, I, you know, I know, obviously, from you talking about it, it's kind of a bit like with the feet. It become it can become really, like, painful mm-hmm. and distracting and sort yeah. of similar to an injury that you would have and stuff so it's, you don't you don't want to go down that route and he's, he's the vaseline does you know work, works for everything can work for stopping like nipple chafing like say chafing mm. around your shorts or your uh, or your bra because often uh, what i've found when you're doing a long training run maybe you know 90 minutes plus or a race it's kind of almost like later on or after that you don't you don't kind of realise the chafing's happening at the well, time, do you? Get in the shower. No, and it's like <laughs> agony, everything's stinging, and then it, you know, and it's sort of like, you know, he's trying to think through either with the equipment or the preparation beforehand, mm. isn't it, to like not not end up in that situation? Yeah, I think it's with things like bras and shorts and pants and things. You've got to, it's a bit trial and error, and you've got to use them in your training runs, your long training runs, haven't you? Yeah, to know if they're actually. To any good because you can do like some easy five mile mile runs and things in various bits of clothing and i think they're fine and then um you know you can go out on the 20 mile run and they're just it's terrible so yeah i mean when you're running faster or you know putting more effort in the pressure's different Mm -hmm. you're applying to your feet you know your movement's different you know things change don't they so like you said that the way the, any equipment you've got, you yeah, you want to test it out, don't you? You don't want to be sort of putting the new stuff on for your marathon, do you? You know, no, it's kind no. of an obvious thing to say. And but. I think like one last thing just about chafing is like if you ca- if you're doing a trail run where you need to take a bag or a fell run or something, don't ever wear a, just a vest under it because it it like it collarbones yeah. and stuff can get really chafed. So I've made that, that mistake. Yeah, I've I haven't. Yeah, that is terrible. You have to keep sort of shifting it around and trying to pull the vest up and stuff. So, yeah, that was just another thing on chafing. 
but shall... and, you, and people like to wear a vest often like they want a club might be a club vest or yeah. something but yeah just wear put a t-shirt underneath, underneath it yeah. yeah vest over the top and then put the bag on yeah okay shall we move on to some more outerwear yeah then? so what about shorts so shorts yeah. are interesting aren't they so there's like a massive array of shorts and a really ver- a huge range of prices you know mm. you can pay you can pay as much for a pair of shorts as you can for a pair of running shoes which seems like like crazy to mm. me you know you can get shorts for like 60 70 pounds plus yeah. for some of the brands and i suppose you know if you're looking for a pair of running shorts what what's your key features well i've spent years trying to find a, a good pair of running shorts and the thing that i've been looking for in recent years is shorts that will carry a phone and won't fall down what's really weird is it's almost like They've been making them with pockets that are all just slightly mm. too small for a phone. Yeah. But everyone's, you know, most yeah. people have got a phone. Phones are like, you know, even the smallest ones, that, you know, no, everyone knows what the sizes are of yeah. the phones. They're all pretty much the same size. Yeah. Why don't they just make the pockets, like, slightly bigger? I don't know, and I don't know why there's only... There's either no pockets in the shorts or there's just one too small pocket i don't get it but i've recently had keys or something for a a front door key yeah something like that so that's been my mission over the last sort of 10 years to find a pair of shorts that's got you know an adequate pocket and And i found some wait (laughs) do the big reveal then what have you found so i found some adidas terex shorts so the trail shorts and i've actually got four pairs of them i've got uh, all in different kind of sizes. Are you sure you're not sizes? sponsored by Runderwear and Adidas? <laughs> no, I bought one pair in medium five inch because this is the thing with women's shorts as well that they're pretty short. Like, do you, people know what five what well, like, five inch well means? No, I didn't. But um, <laughs> until <laughs> okay. I worked it out by okay. buying all the different yeah, lengths. and what, laying them out with your yeah, tape measure. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the inside leg measurement. So you can imagine like. Five inches, like the longest, pretty much that you can get for women, and that is even like quite short. What do you mean me. when you say ins- you mean from the inside, inside leg. from one edge of the shirt to no, the inside know, like, of the other? Or no, the you length? know, you know, like how you do an inside leg measurement for a man's trousers. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like thirty-two or whatever the length, the inside okay. leg. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. It's yeah. like from the, right. from the crotch down to down on the inside down to like wherever it ends. Oh, so that's I see. Five oh, I see. So that's quite short then, is it? Well, that's the that long. Sounds short. That it is fairly short, but that's the longest they do in women's shorts. Okay, this is a revelation to me. So most of them are like three inches or shorter than that, and then and I think that's too sh- short for me. Like no. I'm quite tall, so yeah. Like there's a lot of like leg if you know what okay. I mean and I want so you don't want to look covered. like you're just running a pair no, of sort of underpants no sometimes okay. you know like and then they've got these little like flaps at the side it slits at the side yeah so it, it makes up. it even more oh, okay. so you're like almost you know and and do you think so say smaller shorts lighter and all that surely you know you really is there really a performance benefit for having like smaller shorts you know? uh, I, I don't I don't think. I mean, you see so, people wear it. There seems to be racing shorts yeah. that people wear. I mean, I have got some racing shorts, and they're <laughs> are they, they are, tiny. Well, yeah, they're yeah. they're three inch ones. Okay. So, 
but yeah they don't make many appearances no exactly no, and okay. everyone else is wearing shorts and it seems fine but yeah so anyway so i've got an array of these different adidas Terex shorts with different lengths just because i couldn't get hold of the five inch ones because i could only get the five inch ones on the actual adidas website and i finally got a pair that are five inch which are fine but anyway they've got a really big pocket at the back that's got a zip on it and you can fit a phone in but they've also got little pockets at the side for gels they've also got loops for like poles, poles. to oh, put right. poles on all-rounder. yeah so they so they're really good trail shorts but they are fine for road running as well so that's what my aim was and that's the first time I've I've got a pair of shorts that's got. So they'll probably stop manufacturing them now. When yeah, your sort of so. eight pairs that you've bought all yeah. deteriorate, <laughs> that'll be it. You'll be back to moaning again, back to square one. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've, you know, I've tried putting a phone in leggings, and that and a phone in leggings. Rubs you, well, it, it rubs, but it also pulls, pulls them down. Yeah. So which a double is whammy: of leggings falling down yeah. whilst running, and also yeah. getting a bruised leg. Yeah, so you don't, okay. so just kind of, you know, pulling leggings up all throughout a run is really boring. Yeah. So, yeah, so pockets is a big thing for me. I mean, we've talked about chafing, so we don't need to talk about that anymore. But yeah, that's... Um, Shorts. That's good, yeah. What about you? Yeah, so for me, uh, similar. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure they probably do a man's version of the ones you've described, but I've... I've I've found some at Decathlon, so that seems to be a go-to for my kind of a lot of running stuff. That uh, shorts, they they have got a pocket that's big enough for a phone. They seem Decathlon seem quite good on like design. I've always thought they seem a bit like a you know an IKEA sort of version in the sports world. They're quite they're thoughtful of like problems and trying to overcome mm-hmm. them in the design of the products and they keep them good value. So it's always worked for me. So I found these trail shorts and they're about. I don't know, 25 quid, something like that. And they have a, multiple pockets, one big enough, a zip pocket big enough for a phone or keys, whatever you want. And then it's got about six other kind of pockets that are elasticated that you just stuff stuff in. So great for like gels. You could probably put like you know, a water bottle in one if you wanted or a fold if you had a waterproof like jackets, you know, thin waterproof jackets fold up pretty small. You could stuff one of them in. So they've always worked for me. And I suppose, I guess what you realise when, particularly when you come to running marathons is you need to carry gels so if your shorts don't have the pockets you've got to find another way I and mean, that's when you often see people with like belts don't you that mm-hmm. do that same job and have plenty of pockets in them so then that's another piece of equipment you need so for me I just like keeping it simple I know I can get what I need in the shorts just put them on and, uh, and I'm good to go so like I'm also quite boring so I've had I think about six pairs of these same decathlon mm-hmm. shorts um, and like so every time like Christmas birthday comes around if someone asks what I want I say I'll have another pair of these <laughs> like send them the link this is what I like it's quite boring but you know I like it yeah okay Ooh. yeah so we just mentioned leggings briefly there you wear leggings don't you sometimes yeah. which is controversial but yeah 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 mm-hmm. I mean I, I quite like them in winter you know I'm a bit sort of don't like getting too cold. Mm. I like keeping my, my legs warm, so I've got a couple of pairs of leggings that I will wear when it's really cold. Um tend to wear them with a pair of shorts over the top. You know, that's you know, that's what I like to do. <laughs> it's not to everyone's tastes. Um and but me, to be honest, mainly because the shorts have got all the pockets for my stuff. The leggings don't the leggings do have a pocket, but it's mm. not big enough for, for anything. And plus, you know, after the problem you described, I don't want to be kind of halfway along my usual run and be sort of having to pull my leggings up halfway around so so yeah so but but 
I'll probably wear them for like a couple of months a year, max. Yeah. You know, yeah. when it's really cold. What yeah, about you? I've I've got some leggings, but I try not to wear them too much, just because I I prefer to wear shorts as much as possible. But the leggings that I've found, I've been through quite a few different pairs over the years, and like I say, most of them fall down. Most of them fall like on me, fall down like regardless of whether there's anything in the pockets or not they're just really annoying and the ones that I've found that stay up and they kind of feel quite nice I've either had a few pairs of skins and also the ones that I'm using at the moment are um two times you and I for ages I thought it was two x you but it's two times you the two okay you know, oh X yeah okay yeah you. yeah um how did you come about this sort of important knowledge i don't know i can't remember maybe <laughs> okay. instagram where okay. they you know did a video or something and yeah said that, it themselves yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like you know yeah. it's supposed they're supposed to make it you know you're two times yeah, you not two x you you know you've yeah you doubled your capacity okay okay <laughs> or whatever right. anyway yeah. they're compressed both of them are compression leggings mm which there's not like loads of evidence that they make any difference, I don't think, in terms of your running ability. But they do squeeze your legs so much yeah, well, that they don't yeah. fall down. Yeah, you've got to allocate about an extra 15 minutes to your run to actually get in them. Yeah. And then another 15 minutes at the end to sort yeah. of peel them off. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's worth it. If you can find the time, it's, yeah. you know, beneficial. And the two times you ones also come in different lengths. So wow. for tall... So there's if you're a tall, tall one and so you and a short one for me. They're a bit longer if um and that's what you need. Yeah, and higher waisted and stuff. Perfect. So yeah, so they I find they're really good. Okay. But again, you can only fit a phone in and So you're about yeah. to like, oh I'm gonna carry all my stuff. Exactly, yeah. So what about tops? What do you like to wear and you know, in terms of on your upper body? So generally just a t shirt during the most of the year, vests if it's really warm. Um, vests for races and things but only if I'm not carrying a bag yeah and any like are you kind of any old t-shirt from the pile under the bed that you know the race Mm. t-shirts from 10 years ago pull one of them out or do you have are you more discerning than that not discerning no no No. me neither and I suspect it's the same for most people as long as they're not smelly you know they have to get Mm. put in the bin if they smell yeah so yeah, so well, you, you are I, discerning then. I, I probably you're more discerning than me. I've, well, I've got, mm. I've got I've got a few relics, a few a few archives. Although we have we did a few out, haven't we, to take to Kenya? So mm. um, you not know, smelly ones. Though. No, hopefully not. Although you know, um, no, no, they're not <laughs> they're not smelly ones. But there are some old ones in there. Yeah. You know, uh, we we talked about it, didn't we? That sometimes if you if you fondly remember a race. Sometimes the T-shirt becomes a bit of a, a memento almost, but like, you know, if someone else can make use of the clothes, there's no point sitting in a drawer for like 10 years, never wearing it and never really like looking at it. You yeah. know, you know, you remember you've done the, the race anyway, don't you? So yeah. uh, So we're going to give, uh, I'm going to take some to Kenya and give some of those away. So yeah, won't, uh, won't, won't go to waste. So, so any, any old T-shirt? Um, what about like, do you wear, when it's a bit colder, so probably three or four months a year, uh, another layer, do you like hoodies or anything like that or those sorts of base layers or anything to supplement yeah i like a hoodie to wear over the top of a t-shirt i'd rather be warmer on my top half than my legs like i'm happy to wear shorts but 
I do tend to wear a couple of layers um, on my top half and yeah. Anything, but, any particular brand styles, makes anything or are you kind of whatever's No, I've not really sale? had like massive problems with those because I, I don't, as long as I've got a pocket in my shorts, I don't need to carry anything in tops. And um, I, do, I have in the past put phones in sweatshirts, but what I find with those is that because like sweat that you know hoodies and things move around more you're more likely to get so I had one where I had a pocket on the front and it kept hitting the front of my hip bone and then I got a bruise there and then it started getting really sore so I tend to try not to put any any kind of phones and things in things that I'm wearing on my top half because they they can kind of injure you yeah give you bruises and things so yeah yeah yeah, I, I tend to try and wear another layer, usually um, a hoodie or a long sleeve top or something. I've found, I've bought a lot of Montaigne stuff. I've found it's like really super lightweight. And then again, particularly for some of the longer trail races where part of the kit, you've got to carry an extra layer. They're, they're really good because they're warm, but they hardly weigh anything and you can just like pack them dead small into your bag and stuff. So they're kind of a bit of a go-to for me. So I've got a few different Montaigne items that... Um, that I wear when it's cold, but generally most runs like t-shirt and shorts is is fine. Okay, what about running vests then? You mentioned them a little bit. Um, yeah, so I tend to only wear a vest in training if it's really warm, but I do wear them in for road races and, and things. So we've got the running club vest and yeah, I think in a race I'd like to be cooler than get too hot. So I try to you know kind of keep I don't like carrying too much stuff in a race I wouldn't so for a marathon I wouldn't I wouldn't put a t-shirt on I'd rather and, be chilly and it get yeah. you like have to warm yourself up and get yeah. going so I'd always wear vests and shorts pretty yeah. much for any race all year round um and we've got some sore vests arriving for running club vests that I've paid quite a lot of money for mm. I sort of it was a bit of an impulse purchase I think it was about 60 quid for a vest it's a, it's a long leading time when is the vest actually arriving i suppose it's re- re- arriving oh, I think soon you just cl- no, it. well it's mid-january was the awesome was, so yeah so that's exciting so i'll be wearing a saw and what's saw really? renowned for like performance sportswear yeah, kind I think of the, I think the idea is they're really light yeah you know they're just really light material and good and, for breathability yeah, and so you don't yeah, sweat so and all that I will let you know when yeah. I've tried it out. So Give yeah. us a review. Yeah, do you wear a vest then? Yeah, I have done similar to you more recently, probably in the last couple of years since joining the running club. I've got a running vest and I've done it. Although, to be honest, at first I'd always wear it with a T-shirt underneath. It was more about being self-conscious, to be honest. I, I don't really... Like, it's took me a while to get used to wearing a vest and kind of exposing like a lot of my like upper body I mean I'm quite hairy as you know and like so I was a bit embarrassed I suppose like but then what I kind of realized is that most races that you go to like loads everyone's wearing a vest you know and it's nothing no one's looking at my hairy back any more than I'm looking at anyone else's hairy back so um which I'm not and um, so what I've kind of got over myself and just and and I like it for the same reasons you do that like it's like you feel dead lightweight you're on the start line you feel like you're a bit chilly you know most races even if they're in spring you know probably a nine 
30 start might be 10 degrees so you, you kind of almost like you're raring to go and I think having light clothing on feeling lightweight helps with that so so yeah just for races for me yeah so we've covered sort of the main elements of clothing haven't we so I guess the rest of it is like the extra stuff that you might need if you're doing a race a trail race in the winter like yeah. waterproof or a fell jacket. race and you have yeah, to wear fell, the equipment fell race yeah. gloves hats that sort of thing um and bags and things so you've probably got a bit more experience of selecting that those sort of things I, I think I've made quite a few errors in that you know waterproof coats and things yeah so I think probably the main thing that is probably worth considering that will come in handy uh, for both for training and racing is a waterproof jacket so obviously you know, if you want to stay dry while you're out for a run, it, it comes in handy. But then, and again, like all these things, there's a massive range of waterproof jackets. You can get them for like 15, 20 quid, up to like several hundred pounds and everything else in between. And I guess it probably depends what you want it for. So if you want something that's like you're going to wear every now and again when it's shower, a bit showery and because you don't want to get too wet when you go out for a run, you know, maybe at the cheaper end if you're doing races where you're going to be in like you know it's going to be wet weather or snowy weather then it's probably worth investing in something that's going to be um a bit more of a sufficient waterproof jacket yeah so i and i've tried a few different brands i've always found gore-tex has been good for me any either direct Gore-Tex branded items or Gore-Tex partner with sports brands don't they to do Gore-Tex wear uh, so waterproof items but for particular brands like you bought me a jacket I think the brand was um, Ron Hill but the uh, it's coated in Gore-Tex yeah yeah I've had a couple of ones from uh, well I've had an, a couple of Innovate ones actually and they've been all right but and they were quite expensive but I'm always a bit confused about whether it's letting water in or whether I'm just sweaty on the inside. Mm. So I've never been that... I've never sort of kept me dry, really. I mean, so it must, like, must be, but... Wet one way or yeah, yeah, but um, you do need them, like you say. For some races, you have to have jackets with tape seams on the inside and they have to be a certain kind of level of waterproof, don't they? So I think for the UTMB, there was some rule, wasn't there, that you needed them at a certain waterproofness. Yeah, the sort of 10,000 waterproofing, which means it can stand with the garment can withstand up to 10,000 um, millimetres of rainfall in a single day without letting moisture in. Um, so that's what that says. And and those sort of jackets do tend to be more expensive because they're completely sealed, like you say. They've been tested. They've got all the tape seams. No way moisture can get in. But of course, if moisture can't get in, yeah, then moisture can't out. get yeah. out. So then you do end up if you so if you're running in conditions that aren't particularly cold but are wet, you do end up like you can sweat a lot on the inside, can't you? Yeah, some do say that they've got vents and stuff, don't they, that can let moisture out. But um, yeah, I've never found anything particularly good at the moment. I've got, like I said, I've got an Innovate jacket that was quite expensive, but I've also got one that's I think the brand's highest state. And it was only about twenty quid, I think. And it's like a reflective jacket, but it's quite, it's quite thick. The water, like the the jacket's actually thick, and it's not. I don't think it's actually a waterproof jacket, but it keeps me a lot drier. But it's obviously a lot heavier than the yeah. one with 
um, the Innovate one. So, yeah, I find that that's really better just for everyday running. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth getting a jacket of some sort that hopefully keeps you a little bit drier than you might be otherwise. The extent to which you want to invest loads of money probably depends on what you need it for. And and there's plenty of people who, you know, I'll I'll be out running in my leggings, my shorts, my two layers, my waterproof jacket, my hat, gloves, and I'll be all like, oh, I'm keeping all nice and warm and dry. I'll run down the road, I'll see someone coming the other way and like... It's as if it's a sunny day. They're just wearing a vest and, t- and shorts. So yeah. everyone's kind of different, aren't they? So yeah. you know, plenty of people are comfortable running uh, in in you know light clothing. So you don't need to then spend all this money on this extra stuff, particularly if you don't need it for races. Yeah, um, and then there's there's gloves and hats, isn't there? So we talked a bit about gloves before, haven't we? Yes. And I said I like my Innovate mittens, which I got a pet a new pair, and then I've lost them again. Yeah, they so only lasted about two weeks. I know, it's a nightmare. So I do like to wear gloves at this time of year. So January, February, I find them really handy. Excuse the <laughs> pun. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same, yeah. I, I, you know, again, we won't go over things we've talked about in other episodes, but, it, you know, they're essential for me. Otherwise, I just end up with white fingers and I kind of don't have any sensation for hours afterwards. So um, Sometimes you see people running in them in marathons, don't you? Like, they have a vest and shorts. And massive. And then gloves. There <laughs> gloves, yeah. Yeah, so it yeah. must be, you know, a common problem. Yeah, suffer. Circulation with, yeah. To, the, to extremities. And again, like, you know, all these things, you can either get them for, like, a few quid, can't you? Or you can spend a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I've always kind of gone to the cheaper end i know you stand by the innovate mittens but if you're just getting any old gloves and a hat there's plenty out there isn't that you can just get without spending a fortune yeah i might have to go down that route because i just keep losing them and yeah so yeah yeah hats do you i've i used to wear a hat years ago but i find that i get too hot with a hat on generally but sometimes you need them in your bag for races don't you yeah i mean i i usually wear a kind of beanie thing which is like quite thin you know sort of as the years have gone by and my head seems to have got colder on the top I'm not sure why it must be an aging problem I'm not quite sure what, what's mm. going on there but uh, the beanie's quite good for that and also it has the added bonus of like it keeps your headphones in place I'm a bit of a fiddler with the headphones so if you're someone who listens hopefully to podcasts uh, whilst you're running it like I've tried loads of different headphones and maybe one pick up headphones on a different episode mm. but these ones to fit I've struggled with ones to fit and I found if you do wear a hat like great just secures them in place but only like in winter i wouldn't do that so much in in uh, in summer okay so i think we've probably covered plenty of equipment hopefully we've talked a bit about things we've tried and liked and things we've struggled with so hopefully there's a few tips that might be useful to uh, to to listeners and as ever we're keen if anyone's got any suggestions great equipment they've used or or things they've liked or not liked let us know and we'll we'll share it back on future podcasts yeah it's always good to get some recommendations because it's you know what what people have used and found helpful for us isn't it yeah perfect okay so i think we'll probably wrap up this episode for today and we'll be back with another one next week so Thanks for listening. Keep in touch. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Running Partners. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us a rating or review, tell your friends and help us build the Running Partners community. 
You can email us at runningpartners@outlook.com with any comments, questions, feedback or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes. You can find us on Instagram at 26.2 and Gris Running and we're also on Strava and all the links are in the show notes. See you soon for the next episode of Running Partners.